Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. <laughs> I knew I could count on my faithful bride, Mary Danielle. Happy Valentine's Day, my love. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, I had uh, an interesting day. I, I did the Jesus 911 show. People want to hear about that. It was on the hidden power of silence. And um, that was great because Jesse's going to be back tomorrow and the others couldn't make it. And then we had a power outage, and so I started off the program of geez, of uh, practical apologetics with Gary, <laughs> and I was laughing about that, and then power came back on, and now I said, well, I, I wonder if my wife's going to get stuck in a traffic jam not coming, you know? but I'm glad you're here, Mary. Here. Today's show is going to be great because we are going to have a, a surprise guest uh, with Fulton Sheen on the train, and his name is St. Francis de Sales, and wait till you hear what he has to say. Also, we've got the uh, gospel reading that we always do, but... Also, want to just point out some things that for your good to know file, like do- the doctor who helped discover the Omicron uh, vi- virus says she was told not to publicly state it was a mild illness, which I find that you know <laughs> supporting the narrative that you know control people. Also, uh, I think it's good news. We see things moving real fast in Canada. Manitoba is the third Canadian province to announce the end of all COVID restrictions. So it seems like people are saying, we've had enough of this, stop it. It's going all over the world. Also, I think this is a good news story, my love, because it's the House uh, introduced a bill to protect and reinstate soldiers who refused the COVID shots. And we know many of our friends who are Navy SEALs uh, in the Marine Corps has said, no, my conscience says I don't want to take an experimental drug. Well, now it looks like uh, they're going to be able to get put back in even though they disobeyed a unjust order. Notice I said unjust. Amen. Also, um, this is sad because, you know, we always talk about conservative, you know, conservative, liberal. No, we have to think about orthodoxy. What is God's law? Uh, the Republican people and the Democrat people many times fall short of what God's teachings are on morality. And here's an example. The House passes a bill with GOP support to sanction foreigners who oppose LGBT agenda. So basically, Christians are not going to be able to come into the country if you're not supporting the uh, LGBT, the homosexuality. Now, that's Republicans and Democrats voting for that. Now, again, don't forget, I always say when you vote, it's like moving the football to a first down. You can't get a touchdown because nobody's perfect because last time I looked, Jesus Christ and our Blessed Mother aren't running for the election but we have to pick the best that we can get. And also, if I have time, I do want to bring this up, Mary, that Pope Francis's deal with communist China has led to this greater persecution of Catholics. Yeah. And many of the cardinals, um, my favorite cardinal is um, Cardinal Zen, who talks about this yeah. deal. He's from China, that we need to acknowledge that this was really a bad deal, yeah, the yeah. persecution of the church. People 18 years and under can't even get into a Catholic church. Because of this deal, yeah. I mean, whatever the reason the Holy Father signed it, now after two or three years of this, it's been devastating. But Mary, before we get to all of these shows topics, let's bring what we what Jesse and I call soul food, meaning the gospel <laughs> of the day. It's a short gospel from Mark. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it, and then I'd like to get your comment. For those who don't know, my wife has a show with my I call Bible with the Barber. She has a master's in biblical studies from John Paul II. She also has an AA in theology from the uh, St. Ignatius Institute back in the 
80s, if we can bring, we're that old, I guess we are, Mary. <laughs> I was going to say in the 90s, no, in the 80s, 80s early 80s. 80s, there you go. Yep, with Father Fessio. <laughs> and so she'll be giving that comment, and then I would encourage you to tune into her show, The Bible with the Barbers, every Friday after the Terry and Jesse show. So a reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verse 11 to 13. The Pharisees came forward and began to argue with Jesus, something you don't want to do, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. He sighed from the death of his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Amen. I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. Then he left them and got into the boat again and went off to the other shore. Mary, before you give a comment on that, when we were at church this morning, thank you, Jesus, we got to go to Mass together. And I might add, tonight we have the Opus Angelorum's mission starting. So at 6.30, you're welcome to come Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That'd be the 14th. 15th and 16th of February. You'll love it. But what came to my mind, Mary, was some of the theologians today arguing with the Word of God. <laughs> you get it? Yes. Oh, you have to understand, homosexuality was misunderstood back in biblical times. The Bible got it right. Wrong. I got it right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, you don't want to argue with Jesus. You want to embrace his teaching because at your exit interview, that will definitely come up. So Mary, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, 11 through 13, what's your take on that? Well, what's going on here again? The Pharisees, they're not sincere mm -hmm. at all. And as Father said in his sermon this morning, they, they asked Jesus for a sign because they want to see him fail. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus could give them a lot of signs. As a matter of fact, he did. You know, it's, it's interesting because if you read through the Gospels, they keep asking for signs, you know, and it's like, well, what, what, more, what more does he have to do? You know, he's fed 5,000 people on a few loaves of bread and a few fish, and he's, he's fed 4,000 people on, you know, a couple loaves of bread, and there was plenty left over in both. There are two separate instances, and there's plenty left over both times. He's raised people from the dead. He's cured the lepers. He's made the blind see. He's made the lame walk. He's, he's um, made the deaf hear. He's made the mute to speak. And the poor have had the good news preached to them that, you know, we're not here to, to live on this earth for um, an earthly gain. We're here to, to live in the presence of God now so that we can live in the presence of God for all eternity, that we can be with God in heaven. And the Pharisees don't want to hear that message. The Pharisees and, you know, the Jewish leaders at the time of Jesus, they wanted a, they were, they were expecting a Messiah, and it was the prophesied time. The, the, prophet, the prophecies had been fulfilled. They knew it was the time. And well, the Messiah was supposed to come. Yep. And, but they're waiting for a political Messiah. Yeah. They're, they're, it's funny because, you know, we have the same problem today, don't we? Yep. We're looking to politics to solve our problem. Honey, politicians aren't going to solve our problem. I, I recently had to file a police report, and I was telling the police officer, you know, I'm not so much Republican or Democrat. Yeah, registered Republican. But that's not the, that's not the issue. I'm an American. Yeah. And I believe in the principles on which our country was founded. Now, the United States of America was founded by godly men who believed in the truths of the Bible, and they believed that all men were created by God and, and that w all men are answerable to God for their actions. So right. God gave us Ten Commandments, so you keep, keep the Ten Commandments. So they didn't, they didn't envision a huge um, central government that took care of your education and your health and your welfare. And No, they envisioned every man would govern himself and the, the central government would provide for the common, the common defense, the general welfare, and, and protect the happiness of the citizens. 
so that it would look for the good of the entire society. Well, it's not good in a society to do evil and to d- destroy families and to, to well, but the point was, if every man governs himself according to the Ten Commandments, you don't need a big brother watching over you yeah. to be, you know, and, and so we don't need big government. And that was, that's, those are the principles on which this, but we've lost that, haven't we? Yep. Because we're looking to the politicians to save us. Well, the more we look to the politicians, you know, you give man a little power and, you know, they say power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Well, here's the deal. If you give men too much power over you, they will become tyrants. That's right. And that's what we've experienced in this last almost two years now yeah. under this whole made up pandemic. I'm not saying that, that the COVID-19 virus wasn't a nasty virus or difficult, but there was no reason for lockdowns. There was no reason to lock down healthy people. There was no reason to give vaccines to people who'd already had the disease. There's no reason to give a vaccine to anyone. And there's no reason to force people to take an experimental drug. All of these things are unjust and illegal as a matter of fact. But the problem is if you give the politicians the power, they're like, Oh sure. I will take care of your needs, but you have to do what we say. And, and that was the, the Pharisees. They wanted a politician who was going to free them from Rome, who was going to make them the rulers of the world. And Jesus wasn't doing that. And they didn't like it. So Jesus is coming and he's preaching a different gospel. And one of the things he's preaching, by the way, what makes Christianity different from every world religion? <laughs> Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Forgive those who hurt you. Mm-hmm. Like, what? No, wait a minute. We want to crush the Romans. <laughs> you know? and, and so the Pharisees are, they want... They, they want to argue with him because yeah. they want to see him fail. And he's not going to engage. Right. You know what? He leaves. Well said. And, and again, Mary, you do a Bible study every Tuesday, not this week because of the mission going on here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. So if you're a local person in Southern California, it begins at 7 p.m. every Tuesday. And then don't forget Bible with the Barbers on Friday after the Terry and Jesse show. I want to bring the smartest guy into the room real quick. Sheen ahead. He's got a great guest, St. Francis de Sales, and he says, Terry, Mary, everyone, never be in a hurry. Do everything quietly and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your interior peace for anything whatsoever, even if your whole world seems to be upset. I think that's right now, Mary. That's my take. Yeah. The whole world is mixed up, but let's keep our peace. How do we keep our peace? Well, we talked about it on Jesus 911 about silence, how God speaks to us. Now, when we come back, Mary, we're going to talk about the Omicron virus mutation and what one of the doctors who who discovered it had to say about it here on the Terry and Jesse show. Mary Barber filling in for Jesse. Jesse will be back tomorrow to give us an update on the spiritual warfare that went on in Arizona. And I'm sure that'll be an interesting talk tomorrow. Again, we'll come back. We've got lots more to share with you that should inspire you to fall deep in love with Jesus and his bride, the church. Stay with us, family. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. It's not Terry and Jesse, it's Terry and Mary. And uh, she's filling in for Jess. Jess will be back tomorrow. Mary, something happened over the weekend. You know, we have over 240 funerals a year done at the Sacred Heart Chapel in Covina. 
And I've noticed, I always ask how the person died, what are the circumstances, and many times I hear about people getting, you know, died after getting the vaccine shot. And, you know, if I said that on YouTube, I'd be taken off. That's why I'm not on YouTube. (laughs) But the truth is what, it's not part of the narrative, but... The truth is the truth. Yeah, Adrian Garcia Mesa, his funeral was here over the weekend, and his relatives told me that he died three days after he took the shot, the vaccine shot. And he was completely healthy, but he he died outside a hospital. And so they did a autopsy. In about two months, they're going to find out what caused his death. And when the he, the guy will report back to me, because I want to report to us that many many people are dying. Mom, mom is it up to like thirty thousand people? Uh, what's that report? I haven't looked at the VAERS website. V a e r s Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System. Mm-hmm. And you can go there. Just look it up. It's a government government website. Mm-hmm. It's open. The last time I looked was over a month ago, and it was up to 20,000 deaths. Now, they, they, there was a famous university did a study on this reporting site. They established this in 1990 because people were saying, you know, there, there are adverse effects to any vaccine. Mm-hmm. So let's track them and find out what's going on. And it's, it's by law, all law, all medical personnel are supposed to report, but most of them don't even know that this exists. And secondly, only about 1% of adverse effects are reported. Wow, 1%. 1%. So, you know, if you do your math, it's cross-multiply. You know, if you have 20,000 deaths over some unknown number, and we don't know the full number, so then then the full number would be 100%, right? Well, 20 equals 1%. So you have 20 over an unknown number, equals one over a hundred. And to find your answer, you cross multiply and divide. So you would cross, you would multiply 20,000 by 100. Well, 20,000 add two zeros. Okay. When you add two zeros to 20,000, you get 2 million and then you divide by one and anything divided by one is itself. So that means approximately 2 million people, possibly as many as 2 million have died from the shot. Okay. If you do the math, that's just doing the math. That's just. Yeah. Well, I got to jump in and say I had a four-year-old who was also vaccinated that died in the last couple of weeks. So it happens more often than you think. Then because I'm so close to all these funerals, I see it happening. And I just think that um, there's they just don't want to get that out. Well, and, and wasn't it just also this family that buried this Adrian? Yeah. W- weren't there three other people? Yeah, there that, were three other people in their family that died from the uh, vaccine. From the also. vaccine. It's like, and, and they're just dead. Set against getting vaccinated, obviously, for good reason. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this doctor. As I said, she helped discover the Omicron variant. variants, saying that she was told not to publicly state it was a mild illness. Now, Mary, if it's not part of the narrative, why would they, why, uh, who is saying, who could control a doctor who finds something? Whatever happened to freedom of the press? Whatever happened to freedom of speech? What happened to freedom of truth? Yeah, freedom what, of truth. You know, can we just tell the truth? Yeah. You know, we don't have to, or, do we have, or are we about scaring people yeah. and frightening people and con- through fear, using fear to control people? And, and then what happened after more studies on the Omicron were presented, milder symptoms than the Delta variants, according to the U.S. Center of Disease Control Prevention. They finally realized it. Yeah. But we can't get that word out. They want us to be like, hey, you got to get this or you're going to die. Yeah. So the yeah. Omicron strain currently dominated by by far the COVID-19 infections nationwide. And then again, these in, these 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 reports are coming worldwide in Japan. American researchers published in late December, 
just, you know, eight weeks ago, currently under review, found that the Omicron causes less damage effects to the lungs, the throat, and nose than the COVID variances. So, uh, you know, the, this is something that a, a guy in basic teachings of, of, uh, of, of medical stuff, biology, that says these things mutate and they get weaker and weaker. Yeah. But, but why is that not coming out? I don't know. All I can say is it's the truth that sets us free. And those kind of things do bother me because that makes me think, which I believe is a fact, that uh, this whole thing was set up to control people and to cut the population down because they wouldn't let us control what, what uh, medicines we could use to overcome these things. So it's just a big problem. But Mary, I want to get your take on this. In Canada, lots, lot things, a lot of things are going on, but I think they have 11 provinces in Canada. And the third Canada, Canadian province was announcing the end of COVID restrictions. Now, we know in Canada they have that bridge right by Detroit, Michigan. They're finally getting that thing opened because the truckers decided to rage a protest saying, look, we're not going to get vaccinated. We have freedom. And um, they made their point, and I understand now the police are breaking it up. And But I think the cat's out of the bag all over the world right now. People are saying, two years of this, I'm tired of it. Uh, the more information that's coming out, we were told, you know, two years ago that we'd have two weeks to stand down <laughs> and we'd be okay. Yeah. And this has just been pulling it. It's like a cat with a, uh, with a uh, mouse, and you just keep pulling the mouse further. The cat keeps coming in until it gets into the cage. Right. And then they got you. Yeah. And that's what I see. So I'm just wanting to see, Mary, that um, these these people are now realizing that this is an assault on their individual freedom, right. that it's unnecessary to do this, and they're fighting back and saying, we're not going to take it. Right. And, and here's the deal. We, yeah, tell me. The, the virologists have been telling us, the, the good ones, they've been trying to tell us, and many of them have been silenced and censored, that you know any virus... You treat it aggressively. You treat it with vitamins and um, you know supplements as much as you can. You add antibiotics if someone gets a secondary infection. Right. And so, you know, several doctors have online the front line American doctors, Doctor Zelenko. There's another doctor up there. Yep. They have a protocol to follow to fo- to, to fight this particular um, current pandemic virus, mm-hmm. which actually could be cured without hospitalization for most people. And it turns out that even people who are considered to be compromised and um, the most likely to die from it, um, Dr. Dr. Armstrong down in Galveston County, Texas, he only lost one out of 58 patients. Patients in a rest home who all had comorbidities, elderly people who all had comorbidities, he only lost one, but he didn't wait. This was before there was any controversy before President Trump measured. He was probably one of the doctors who wrote to President Trump and said, look, I treated my patients with hydroxychloroquine, vitamin C, vitamin D, um, and, and zinc, and I, and I gave them uh, Z-Packs to fight the secondary infection of pneumonia. And out of the 58 patients in my rest home who were sick, and he also had 23 healthcare workers, but he only lost one patient. He didn't lose any healthcare workers. Amen. You know, but he treated them early and aggressive. And so, you know, one out of 58, by the way, is not 15%. No. So, and, but the thing is, the whole thing, there's just, when, watch out. When someone is using fear to hold you down. Exactly. When someone, when you find fear is the, the, your motivating force. Yep. 
you're being controlled. That's right. And and I had this at I had this incident happen to me at a business. I went in and I didn't have a mask on. I had a two year old in tow, and I was trying to keep him under control. And somebody walks up, and they're going like this, and I'm like, No, no, I'm not waiting for you. I'm waiting for someone else. I'm, I have an appointment with this person over here, and they're like, And I'm like, What? And, and she said, Put your mask on. Put your mask on. And I'm like, Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll try and get it out of my purse. I've got my two-year-old here, my two-year-old grandson. I'm going to try and, 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 and she was just got, you know, and I said, you know, this is really ridiculous. Um, we got a picture of uh, Magic Johnson with, with the Governor Gavin Newsom and, and the mayor of Los Angeles right. and the mayor of San Francisco yep. at an indoor mega event with the Rams at the Rams Center. None of them are wearing masks. You know, but but all of us have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And the reality, she said, well, well, I have to enforce this mask. I don't like to do this, but I have to do this because if I don't do this, they're going to shut us down. Fear. And, and it's, it's fear. And I thought, you know what, honey? And I didn't say it to her because there was no point in arguing with her. And I was already getting upset. And I was like, you know, if I'm getting upset, like like St. Francis, Francis de, Sales. de Sales said, don't lose your peace. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. It's okay. But But the deal is, honey... If they're threatening to shut you down, if you don't comply with the mask, believe me, they're going to ask you to comply with something else. That's right. And at what point are you going to be able to say, no, I won't comply? What you're asking me to do is immoral and wrong because they'll go that far. Yeah, of course they will. Very good, Mary. And I also want to remind you all that uh, Bible with the Barbers is on every Friday after the Terry and Jesse show. Love to have you come. The next topic that I was very proud that some House conservatives introduced a bill to protect and reinstate soldiers who refuse the Praise COVID shots. I'm yeah. so happy about Praise that because God. I had so many, I had Navy SEALs, I had Marines, Army, Navy. They were coming to us all out saying, I want to I wanna stay in my service. I want to protect my, fa- my, my, my country, but they're, they're trying to get, me, get rid of me. Well, there's th- tens of thousands of soldiers who are being removed from military service because they wouldn't get the jab. <laughs> and, you know, last month, the U.S. District Judge Reed O'Connor granted a preliminary injunction barring the administration. Thanks be to God. Amen. Barring the administration from enforcing these mandates against Navy SEALs with religious objections to the shots, ruling that there is no COVID-19 exemption, exem- exception in the First Amendment. I like that. <laughs> no military exclusion from our Constitution. But the Religious Freedom Law... Firm First Religious alleges that the Navy is subjecting the SEALs to other forms of punishment, coercion, and non-compliance. Well, I'm I'm all for that. I think that it's nice that the Biden administration is getting in check on this. Yeah. Uh, the Service Restoration Act is not expected to become law while Joe Biden remains in the White House with a Democratic-controlled Congress. But here's the kicker, Mary. The midterm elections are coming up. And I believe that this is the kind of stuff that's going to make people go, I don't want this to continue. My daughter, my son is in the military and they have a freedom to say not. I don't want the vaccine. I'm not going to vote for the administration that's promoting you know, that problem. So there you have it. That's, that's the take I see coming on that. Mary, you have... Uh, we have nieces and nephews. We've got my our son in the military. How would you feel if you were told that you were your son or your daughter uh, would be kicked out of the military because he didn't want to take a vac a experimental vaccine? Wouldn't that upset you? I would realize that that's a grave injustice. It's a grave injustice against them. They're they're there to serve and they've trained and they and you're just going to kick them out because they won't they won't participate in your experiment. Yeah. 
and you're you're forcing them to participate in an experiment experiment that already we've had how many how many young healthy athletes professionals have dropped dead after getting the shot yep. it, how many healthy people and you know, like that we already know but in the bears reporting website it's at least 20,000 yeah. so the chances of, of them dying from getting the shot is very high and it's interesting because even Jan Psaki, this spokeswoman for the White House, mm-hmm. about a year ago in a press conference, she said, oh, we know these vaccines are perfectly safe, although we know they're potentially fatal for anyone under the age of 27. Ah. And then she just went on. Yeah, like no big deal. And nobody uh, even said anything. <clears throat> yep. Hey, when we come back, I want to uh, talk a little bit about the church in China, which is our brothers and sisters halfway around the world, and the persecution that's going on in China. And it seems like... Um, the church is its worst enemy. We're attacking ourselves. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. We're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. Stay with us, Sam. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Mm-hmm. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. I'm laughing, Mary Danielle, today. I've had to fill in, and I just got word my secretary is going to be late today. So it's, <laughs> when it rains, it pours, but thank you, Jesus. Uh, Mary, I want to also, before I start this topic, I want to give a little plug to what you do on Fridays with this world biblical view of why people need to know the Bible well and how it relates to their relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. Well, the scripture is the word of God. It's, it's the written word of God. Now, it, all of revelation is not contained in scripture, but scripture is revelation. It's, it's from God. And we know that it's without error. And we know that um, in the, its original text, what God revealed is without error because God cannot deceive nor be deceived. So we need to know his word. If we want to know, you know, if you want to love someone, you have to know them. And how can you know someone if you never spend time with them? So when you read the scriptures, you come to know God and you come to know his plan and his desire for you. And as it, the, the scripture says, the thoughts of his hearts, the thoughts of his heart, you know, his love for us. So we want to come in touch with the love of God, because if we come in touch with the love of God, it will move us and it will change us. Well said. And so this Bible study that you do on, thir- on Fridays after the Terry and Jesse show, you take the, the Bible and try to apply it to our own lives and how it can be used in our family. So I would encourage you to join us after the Terry and Jesse show on Fridays. Mary, this hurts me to bring up this next topic, and I'll tell you why it hurts me. Because I love the Holy Father, I love the church, but when I see things being done, I mean, something like this happened in Mexico during the persecution when the Holy See told the Custeros set down their arms because we're negotiating with the Masons uh, to get a peace plan and that they guaranteed, they guaranteed that if you guys just set your rifles down, hey, it's okay, we'll let you go. Yeah. Go back, go back to your families. Arms and- yeah, go back to doing what you're doing. <laughs> and of course what happened is they slaughtered 5,000 men. They lied. They lied. And I see a similar thing happening in China. Whatever they told Pope Francis, and I might add Cardinal, for, former Cardinal McCarrick, who brokered the deal about the church and how this was going to be a great thing for the church, it just absolutely went the other way, and we had more persecution in the church. So 
This agreement was signed back in 2018, where the Vatican deal, basically, just to keep you up to speed, it's a state-approved church allowing the Chinese Communist Party, the atheistic Communist Party, to appoint bishops. (laughs) Okay? The Pope apparently maintains a veto power, although in practice it's the CCP who has control. It also, alleged, it also allegedly allows for removal of legitimate bishops to re- be replaced by the communist bishops. Now, what I don't like about the deal is transparency. We hear it all the time. We've got to have transparency. Can we see the deal? There's millions of Catholics being persecuted. I've met one of those in Glendora. She's been on my show, and she pleaded with the Holy Father with a letter she read on the air. Don't sign it with the atheist communists. You can't trust them. (laughs) Now, the ink had barely dried on the deal before the Asian News, a site that regularly documents the abduction, torturing of underground Catholics, realized that the persecution went up. Stepped up. Yep. They're saying that the persecution is so intense, it was similar to that in 1949 when the communists took over and closed the churches. And, you know, different bishops are are being arrested, like in summer of 2021. Bishop Joseph Zhang uh, was abducted along with 10 priests and 10 seminarians in May uh, by the government, and they're just gone. You never hear from him again. Another Chinese Catholic priest, not part of the CCP, we call it the, the uh, Patriotic Church. Uh, this is the underground church that's working. They can't, you can't do underground church because they will arrest you. So the, the bottom line is Christian symbols worthy of persecution under the new terms of the go- government of China. They're taking down crosses, religious symbols, images, and are you ready for this, Mary? They're replacing them with Chairman Ma's and President Zing's picture. So they're re- basically replacing religion with the state. That's what communists do. That's what communists do. You, know, you remember do. the story from our friend from Cuba? From Cuba? His, his, Fidel, he told me this story. When you're in school, and in fourth grade, they come into school and they say, hey, go ahead and pray to your God that you can have candy and see if any candy comes. Oh, no candy. Now ask Fidel Castro for candy. Everybody gets candy. They are just undermining the Christian faith right. wherever communists go. Right. And so I just think it was at best naive of us to sign this agreement. Now, there's other people who actually believe this. One of my favorite um, cardinals, Cardinal Joseph Zinn, emeritus of Hong Kong, um, has said this, and this is very strong. I mean... He's saying that the Holy Father is encouraging a schism with this incredible betrayal of the Chinese people. Wow. Because people want to follow Christ, right. but they see that the Holy Father signed this agreement that's compromising with the secular world. And that's why I say sometimes, Mary, we're our worst enemy in the church. We're attacking ourselves, and we're letting the church in China be persecuted. Now, Reggie Littlejohn president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, I saw her on EWTN, presented a howling account of the consequences of this deal, telling EWTN radio and TV in 2019 Mm. that it was using the church to disseminate churches and destroying Marian shrines. They're just detaining the priests. And it's really out of control. Now, Mm. it's a betrayal 
of the real church. That's what Cardinal Zen said before revealing this startling detail. It's not an isolated situation, Mary. It's already a long-standing policy of the Vatican not to offend the Chinese government. Now, the article doesn't say this, but we covered this. The Chinese government putting $1.6 billion into the coffers at the Vatican. <clears throat> so I hate to have to say that. It's scandalous. That's why <clears throat> tonight and other nights we pray for the church, pray for in reparation, because there's been some bad decisions made, prudential decisions, right? They come up and say, we're going to do this, and then it persecutes the people. Well, in this case, uh, the Chinese Catholics are really hurting because our church is allowing the communist government to run the church and to persecute the true church of Jesus Christ, and it's being done with the blessing of the church. This is hard to believe, but we've had this happen in history, so don't lose hope. Just continue to pray for the church persecutor. But Mary, as a mother, you know, and a grandmother, it seems to me, Holy Mother the Church, it seems like that there's a betrayal here that is going to get hit. It's going to take years for us to recover from this. And yes, that's most likely true. And that's and especially like like the Cardinal said from the Cardinal from Hong Cardinal Kong. Cardinal Zen. Cardinal Zen said that, you know, this is going to cause a schism. What he means by that is the faithful Catholics, the Catholics who are trying to remain faithful to Jesus Christ and his church are going to be driven out of the church by the the policies of the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, policies, political policies don't come under the... the the, the umbrella of infallibility. The Pope's opinion on global warming and the Pope's opinion on political issues and the Pope's right. opinion on economics and biology, mm-hmm. they don't come under the, you know, God doesn't protect him there in, with infallibility. He's right. not, it's, it's the, the teachings of the church, yes. the moral teachings and the faith teachings of the church that the Pope can't change. He can't change what God has revealed. Yeah. You know, what God created, he can't change what God created either. I mean, he can say black is white and white is black, but that doesn't make it so. Yeah. But the the reality is, is we have to pray for the church that the the Holy Father will make prudential decisions that are according to God's will that that don't destroy people's faith. Right. Well said, Mary, and that's what we need to continue to pray. And that's why... I talked on Jesus 911 about the Passio, about Thursday and Fridays, praying for Holy Mother of the Church, the Pope, the Bishop, Amen. and making uh, restitution and expiation, right. because as it says in our brochure there for this event, tens of thousands of priests have walked away from their vocation in the Catholic yeah. Church. Yeah. We pray for them to come back home. As a matter of fact, you and I know a very good priest who walked away in the 1960s. And came back, and he's been a fiery priest, good Orthodox Catholic priest, and he believes it was the people that were praying for his conversion back to his priesthood. Yeah. So it works. So if you know of a priest that's left, don't give up on him. Pray for them. Pray, especially on Thursdays. That's the day that the institution of the Holy Eucharist and the priesthood was done by our Lord on that first Holy Thursday. So I'd encourage you to continue to pray. Mary, I want to make a little plug about May 7th. Where are you going to be? With me. We're going to have a conference. That's right. We're going to have a conference on marriage and family with Dr. Sandoval. And we're taking uh, Cardinal Seurat's book, Couples Awaken Your Love, Fulton Sheen's Three to Get Married. We're taking the Bible, the catechism. I mean, what a day. We're going to be able to go to confession availability in the afternoon before Holy Mass. 
and hear some good talks about how to build your marriage up and make it even stronger than it is. And if it's a week, come. The way you can do that is go to vmpr.org. You can register right online uh, to do that. And that's May 7th. That's a Saturday from 9 to 5. Mass will be at 5. Confessions, you know, at 3.30. We got a full day for you. And I really want to encourage you couples because St. John Paul II said the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. Mary, your thoughts about the conference? I, I Please come. You know, it's uh, the, the children at Fatima, specifically Jacinta, she, you know, our, our lady revealed to her that the final, or was it Lucia? The Lucia. Final, mm-hmm. Lucia, the final battle will be for the family. That's right. And, and the deal is, is that why, why is the devil hate the family so much? Well, the family is supposed to be the living image of the life, the inner life of the Trinity here on earth. It's also supposed to be the living image of the relationship between Christ and his church. We know that from Ephesians, but we also know that God made man in his own image, and we are supposed to image God, and God is the one who made family and established it. Remember, God created Adam and Eve in the beginning, so we want to follow God's plan for family. Amen. Come May 7th, Sacred Heart Chapel in Covina. We will record it if you can't make it, but go to vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2151. Up next, I got some good news in Texas to share with you. It's about babies. They're doing it. Yeah, they're saving babies out in Texas. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jesse will be back tomorrow. My wife's sitting in. I like to say it every time. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. We referred to St. Francis de Sales with Bishop Sheen earlier in the show. If you missed it, he said, never be in a hurry. Do everything quietly. Boy, do I need to hear that. <laughs> and in a calm spirit. Do not lose your inner peace for anything whatsoever, even if your whole world seems upset like it is right now. Good news, I promised you. That was my teaser. Texas, abortions dropped 60% <clears throat> in the first month after the heartbeat law took an effect. Tens of thousands of babies, Mary Danielle, are born and not murdered, Praise God. are breathing today yeah. because the folks there, goodwill people of all stripes, have said enough is enough. They got the heartbeat bill, and it's going into more states all the time. And please, God, pray that late June, when the Supreme Court is expected to make a decision on the Roe versus Wade case, the Mississippi deal, yes, and then if that gets overturned, Basically, each state will decide on having abortions, killing their citizens or not. And that way, um, I mean, my take on it, Mary Danielle, is I don't want to support a state that's going to be killing. If I can have an option, I'm, I'm, you know, we're talking right on the air. I'm talking, I got to get out of here. If, if the state of California is offering people right now through the governor, come to California, you're in Texas, we'll pay for your abortion. With my dollars, I don't think so. And this is this. We're talking about induced abortion. We're yeah. not. You know, it's funny because it, it, I remember when the first whole this whole thing began. My mother she cautioned us. She said, "You know, if you have a miscarriage before a certain point in in your in your pregnancy, uh-huh. and this is why miscarriage became a more popular term because 
it's called an abortion. <laughs> well, it's not an induced abortion. It's not, when you have a miscarriage, you're not deliberately trying to kill your child. And most women aren't deliberately trying to kill their child anyway. This is not, 80% of women, if they saw an ultrasound of their baby, That's right. even if they've scheduled an, a, a, a surgical abortion or a, a chemical abortion yep. induced, they will cancel that. And the reality is, is women aren't looking to kill their children. They're looking for help. They need help. And this is a big issue. We need to reach out. And this is what the pro-life movement does. It does reach out to mothers mm -hmm. and babies and it supports them and it tries to help them and help them get educated and help them make a better life for them, themselves and their child. And, you know, we don't, don't take out on the child the sins of the father or, you know, the, whatever, the weakness of the parents. Support the child, support the parents, try and help them become good parents so that the children can grow up in a world where they have parents who love them. Right on. Well said. Mary, something that crossed my mind about the COVID-19 and how it was started in the Wuhan uh, you know, virus started in China. And it's, it's kind of ironic because um, China is the one who benefited financially from this virus. Where do you think all the masks are coming from? Oh, interesting. Yeah. All, yeah. Think about that. This is an article, China's human rights abuse has spread throughout the world thanks to COVID. Yeah. As a global export, wow. Chinese-style totalitarianism has proved supremely advantageous for world leaders, just as cheap Chinese products have been a boon for major corporations. And unfortunately, China has been this global exporter. And we're looking at it like, why not support these guys? I mean, they... They want to take over the world, taking advantage of Western corporate greed, and, but misguided optimism that they share in capitalistic profit-making would encourage a repressive nation to open up a free enterprise. China has grown over the decades into a massive, powerful supplier of products, which has been shipped to nearly every corner of the world. But think about this, Mary. Over the last two years, cheap goods haven't been the only thing Chinese-controlled country has exported. In March of 2020... They had this virus come from China, the Wuhan virus. You know, that's what we call it. Right. Of course, either by accident or design, the China's global virus export was relatively a mild one. It was intended to be as a biological weapon. In effect, it's hardly been a plague like proportions that some were grateful for. So here's my big point. What, and this is, I want to get your take on this. We're supporting a communist country buying stuff from them so that they can build up their military, build up their whole uh, approach to promoting atheistic communism worldwide and undermining freedom of people, freedom of speech. I'm, maybe I'm just weird, Mary, but why support these guys? Why not spend money with countries who are, have, have freedom and pay a little extra? I'm willing to pay extra for my whatever the mask or for whatever good I'm buying, tires, whatever I'm buying, and not support a totalitarian government that wants to wor the worldwide conquest with atheistic communism that will undermine the Christians and every, matter of fact, every religion in the world. That's my take on this. And again, you know, sin makes us stupid. Yeah. It, it, it darkens the intellect. It makes us weak. It weakens the will. It also makes us ugly because sin degrades us. And we in the West have, unfortunately, for the most part, many have been silent in the face of the murder of the innocent children. And that, by the way, I remember back in 1989 at the HLI conference, and they were saying, you know, 
euthanasia is already legal in this country. They're already killing people who don't want, you know, aren't wanted. They're, it's legal for families to starve people to death or yeah. have them injected. And it's like, and this was way back. And because once you start killing the innocent children in the womb, then it, it follows that anybody we don't want in society, we can kill them too. Yeah. And so how... How can we see? I mean, if, if our politicians are supporting this, if our businessmen are supporting this, and they are, many of the businessmen, I mean, for years, we, my family would never drink any Pepsi products, wouldn't buy Pepsi products, because we knew that Pepsi-Cola was a big supporter of the abortion industry, of the induced mm -hmm. abortion industry. They were yeah. supporting the culture of death. So we wouldn't patronize them. So why are we patronizing China? Well, we're already patronizing in our own country people who kill children and who kill older people. We've already become blind to the fact that human pe a human person is created in God's image and has a right to live, that God has given them this right, and that we need to respect their dignity as human persons made in God's image. And so it, it, I, I think that perhaps our blindness in the face of induced abortion and, and euthanasia is making us it, it easy for us to allow China to run roughshod over the rights of their own people and expand to even beyond their borders. Well, I think you're right. It's all about money. I mean, if we can make money, who cares about what you know what the cost is as long as uh, it, the money goes into my pocket? And uh, you're absolutely right. Mary, I want to also, in these last couple minutes we have, I want to, uh, again, really focus on the mission of Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We've been, we've got the Bishop Strickland Hour, you know, where a bishop is speaking out on using the catechism of the Catholic Church to teach people the faith. It's catechetical. We, we're convinced that there's a great need for Catholics to know their faith. Mm -hmm. We have the apologetic shows. We have Barbara McWiggin on pro-life. Uh, we have uh, the Knights of Columbus talking about their work they're doing to inspire people to serve the church. We have the Bible with the Barbers where... What are we doing there? We're giving a world biblical view to help people really fall in love with Jesus through the scriptures. We have uh, the Terry and Jesse show. Jess and I try to help people fall deep in love through using common sense with our faith and showing how we have to stand up for Jesus. We have the Jesus 911 show that talks on spiritual warfare. Uh, we now have Father Chad Ripperger's program on Wednesdays on Jesus 911 where they get deep into spirituality with, you know, uh, spiritual warfare. We're trying to help form you in the mind of Christ through Our Lady. That's why we're called Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Mary, I just want to get your take on the needs of the church. Isn't it really a crisis of saints? Correct. We, we have a crisis of saints. And the reality is, I remember Mother Teresa years ago, some reporter said, oh, Mother, people say you're holy. And Mother said, holiness is not the option of the few. This is Saint Teresa of Calcutta, right? right? Holiness is not the option of the few. It's the simple duty of us all. By our baptism, we are called to live in union with God. Sometimes people say, well, you're called to be a saint. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Read the lives of the saints and imitate them? No, you have to do what God is calling you to do, the duties of your state in life, but to do them for the love of God and to, by the way, the foundation of 
the spiritual life is the practice of the presence of God. To be constantly aware that God is aware of us. He's present to us, but are we present to him? He wants to bless us. He wants to sanctify us. We're not going to make ourselves saints. It's not our good works that make us saints. It's not our good works that God will attach merit to our works because God is generous and he loves his children to act like him and he blesses them when they do so. But God is the one who sanctifies us. So we need to ask. It's ours for the asking. Ask and you shall receive. Lord, you've called me to be a saint. Make me a saint. Lord, if I'm not in the state of grace, put me in the state of grace. And if I'm in the state of grace, keep me in the state of grace so that I can live in union with you moment by moment, day by day, and carry out the duties of my state in life in accordance with your holy will. But this is for all of us. This isn't just for the few. This is for everyone. We are all called to something called transforming union. We're on this earth before we die. We are living in union with God, that it is the Holy Spirit acting in and through us whenever we do anything. And we're so cooperating with God that it's God acting in this world. You think we can solve the problems of this world? <laughs> no. Well, there's the surrender novena by Father Delindo, and you can look it up. And the prayer, you're supposed to say it 10 times a day, but you, there's a little meditation for every day for nine days. And the prayer you say is, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. And you're supposed to repeat that 10 times. But, but it's that constant reminder that it's God and his grace that creates good and brings about goodness and is going to establish his kingdom. But he needs our cooperation. He needs us to work in union with him and all the angels. Call the angels. Ask your angel to help you. Uh, you know, God has given us these angels. They're real. They're real persons. They're angelic creatures who said yes to God in the beginning. And yes, we have an enemy. <laughs> but we don't want to talk about the enemy so much as we want to focus on the goodness of God and the angels who are there with us to help us to do God's will. Well said, and don't forget, we cannot enter heaven unless we strive to do His will. Amen. If we will to determine our level of happiness, holiness, both in this life and the next, yes, His will is. And his, it will be His will that gets us closer to union with our guardian angel. Don't forget, the guardian angel's unemployment rate is way too high. Put them to work, <laughs> everyone. And I want to thank you again for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Jesse will be back tomorrow. I always ask Jess, Jess, what state should we be living in? The state of grace. Amen. She got it right, didn't she? must be listening. <laughs> and I want to remind you, Our Lady said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Please offer your sacrifices for the salvation of souls. Amen. Everyone can do that. Amen. May God richly bless you and your family and full sheen ahead here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God love you.